Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my guest is Dr. Allison J.K., and we'll be talking about her work, Vibrational Upgrade, and the book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition. Through study and application, Dr. Allison Kay has learned how the chakra system reveals the keys to health and happiness. With humanity's spiritual awakening upon us, this ancient system is more relevant now than ever before. As Dr. Allison shares stories from her clients' personal transformations, the metaphysical is grounded into the physical for your benefit. Dr. Allison Kay is an experienced public speaker with more than 25 years of experience as a mind-body energy healer, founding the Vibrational Upgrade System and working in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialization in the chakra system. For more information, you can visit her website, which is www.allisonjk.com. And that's A-L-I-S-O-N-J, the letter J, and then K-A-Y.com, allisonjk.com. Okay, and with that, I believe we have, hello, Dr. Allison, is this you? Hi, it is. How you doing, Robert? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm just coming off of another interview, so excuse me for a minute late. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. All right. Well, I hope you don't feel like you're going to be repeating yourself, but but I look forward to, to chatting about your work. Um, so thank you. I, 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 I first, thank you. Well, I want to start with. Um, I understand that your journey had you living and studying in Asia um, for 10 years in, in which you studied the um, subtle energies and ancient wisdom. So would you mind sharing with the listeners just a little bit about your journey and, and, and um, about that particular experience? Yeah, it's fun. It's so, you know, typically where people are the most interested to start with. <laughs> You're not alone, <laughs> It is a really different choice. I remember my dad saying to me after I'd done it and I was starting this work, I was taking it from part-time alongside the classroom teaching and administrating. I was doing it at the international school level. Um, I came back here and took the work with energy medicine and holistic wellness sessions full-time. But a year or so into it, he's like, yeah, Allison, it's not common that a person picks up for a decade and lives over on the other side of the planet. You do have an edge there. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> um, really? It was, it was, what? Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, a lot of people, um, I mean, that's one of those things, the leap of faith that um, sometimes people uh, find uh, a little bit scary to do. 
uh, Robert, but you ever get to that feeling that you just, you can't not do it when your guidance and your intuition is showing you something so clearly, like it's just foolhardy to resist that? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> but but uh, the foolhardy in me <laughs> uh, takes some getting used to. <laughs> but but that's okay. I mean, you know, it's you know, it's one of those things where you know the the that internal nudging, the knowing. Um, it, it, I think for some people, it takes a while to strength to, to get that connection to to know exactly and to trust you know what is being felt. Well, I mean, that's the key area. Uh, people tend to go with what they know, right? And so when intuitive guidance comes in with doing something extremely different, which a lot of the times intuitive guidance doesn't contain a logical action map for the first five steps of how to reach that goal, the guidance seems to be pointing you towards, it throws people into a tizzy. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a good reason why it's a gradual learning curve for people. I feel like it's almost like people have to learn to trust it. What I had done, to answer your first question, Robert, what I had done was I had realized by, I don't know, like early 20s that I had, um, I didn't know at that time that I had a rather unique um, system. Uh, I just knew that the few times as a teen, late teen, that I had not listened to my guidance, uh, mayhem resulted. And so it was just easier for me to, no matter what it said, listen to it. I mean, you know, obviously with my highest and best good in mind. So I wasn't listening to things like, um, you know, eat this whole bag of Lay's potato chips. I don't mean something like that. Um, <laughs> so What's wrong with I, that? I had actually, <laughs> wait, what? I said, What's wrong with that? No, I'm only kidding. But yeah, I understand. You, you're, you were really kind of being guided towards something. Um, beneficial for you that that you may not have, have um, ahead of time recognized it to be so. Well, I had asked for it, so I was uh, honestly. So I mean, I had learned how to work with my my guidance by this point. I was in the public school system as a teacher here in the states, and I was running energy medicine and holistic wellness sessions alongside that, and I was not having as much fun as um, I wanted to be having. I, I saw myself like have decades in front of me of just this caged like feeling. I had already traveled and lived overseas a couple of different times. Um, and I was struggling in a way that's not okay with me to make ends meet with a master's degree in a profession. And um, so I asked as I was in a session with somebody my hands were over her womb area. I, I, I was, I actually asked, okay, so how do I get more robust results for my clients? And that happened at the same time around when I was realizing, okay, I feel caged here. What else is possible? And so in came this uh, introduction to the whole international school system. So I went, I, I did what I had to do to um, be in the place where they give interviews and heads from different international schools around the world fly into spent the weekend in multiple interviews, got job offers around the world, and chose to go to Taiwan where the traditional Chinese could live traditionally on that small democratic island south of the mainland because I 
understood that to be the seat of who understood how this subtle energy stuff works and consciousness works and that they were still operating from it today. You know, it wasn't like in the West where we had alchemy and it went underground into the uh, mystery schools and over there it still very much lived from the understanding today with how they organize their society and the medicine they use. So I spent a decade there teaching in an international school system. I was also an administrator, department chair, and some other administrative uh, capacities, running these sessions alongside on expats and alongside my, my teaching and admin career to local Chinese while traveling on, on, my wait, on my weekends and on my breaks to other places to learn about. Um, I had already been, I was already a steady meditator and had been for over a decade by the time I went there and had already been actually teaching meditation too before I went over there. So I just deepened all my understanding of everything. And I got Qigong teacher certification, yoga teacher certification in India. And so I came back here after a decade with this understanding that we're suffering more in the West because we tend to run from our um, minds. We tend to view or we're taught anyway that there's a boogeyman or a monster under the bed. Um, And so if we go to the back of the house consciousness, as I call it, we're going to find something scary, so just don't. <laughs> and so um, really? I'm working to take uh-huh. the stigma off of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, very much. Yeah. So from there, it's been an aspect of um, my own stepping even further onto my path. Um, I don't know if we call it stepping further onto my path, but deepening my destiny, so to speak, I guess. I've never used that phrase before. That's interesting. Where on, uh, like around 2011, Voice America came to me and asked me to do a show on the Mayan Galactic Ruin on December 21st, 2012. And I was not doing anything whatsoever about that in my practice <laughs> with um, my full-time business. And so I, I said, I'll, uh, let me have 12, 48 hours. I'll get back to you. And I just, it was such a full-body jest. And so I did it. And I interviewed all these specialists and learned what, 2012 to 2032, that 20-year window of what is considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap is all about. And so we're thick in it right now. And um, um, it seems like positioned in such a way that while I'm a, I'm a maverick and I'm a pioneer, I'm also here now with people with where they are now and leading the way out of the old. And I'm, I'm a lot of the times, Robert, like seeing things before they come into fruition and I'm working for them and then it hits, like, mass consciousness within a decade. It's kind of been the pattern since mm. my 20s. Mm. Um, so now with the, the system that you have, well, I understand your work involves, a lot, of, a lot of your work involves the chakras. Now, most of my listeners probably know what <laughs> chakras are, but... But you never know. You know, um, there may be people who you know have only heard about it, and, and actually, and it's funny because you know when you're in this world, you know, for like for me, it's been like thirty some years. You know that it's. Mm. I find it hard to believe nobody has heard of chakras. You know, what do you mean you don't know what chakras are? You know, um, but but that's the case. So would okay. you mind sharing just uh, with the listeners? Um, you know your experience with them and and how it impacts your particular program of the vibrational upgrade, how how that fits together. Mm. Do you want me to define and explain what they are? 
Is that yeah, part yeah, please, of what you're asking? Go ahead and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we go ahead? You know, because I always like to, to, you know, it's one of these. It's one of these things where I think that, you know, um, uh, it's each person is unique. How how you explain it may resonate with someone who where would not have resonated before. So yeah, so if you wouldn't mind just sharing what your understanding of the you know chakras, how you, I mean, you said you've been you know. Um, intuitive for a long time, so obviously you you're aware of them. But tell us about um, how that came to be and how that you know why that's a focus for you. Mm, my first major was psychology, and uh, after three semesters, I found that it wasn't answering the question: how do we be the happiest versions of ourselves? And so from there on, I was been asking that question basically, and so I got led eventually to the chakra column, um, and then studying five different energy medicine modalities and, and learning how energy flows by living over in Asia and getting all these different treatments and asking questions of the practitioners and getting trained in Qigong and getting trained in yoga. Um, it seemed to me from understanding from the Western perspective, consciousness, like the unconscious, the subconscious and the conscious mind, and then applying it to meditation and then applying it to energy medicine like you've heard how the, you've heard this before, right, Robert? That the left side of the body is the female part, and the right side of the body is the masculine part. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that yes, doesn't typically yes, help help a person. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I know, but when I know, like yeah. if, if if they're coming to me and they want to have help building their business. And right. they've been, let, let's say they're not a newbie. Let's say they've been going at it for like three to five years and they just haven't hit that threshold that they expect and expected to hit by then. I know that that means there's certain blockages in certain chakras by now because I've been doing it for as long as I have. I, so I'll ask right. them certain questions to get, more, yeah, to get more specific information so I'm not just blanketly applying a formula because it's never that way. Every person's unique. And so the chakra system allows for me to do that in the most reliable way every single time, whether it's been like intestinal colon cancer or it's been a brain tumor or it's been uh, a poor relationship with a husband or a wife or right. it's been... Um, chronic lower back pain, I know how to get at the issue because the chakra being an intersection of the mind, body, and spirit and each chakra covering a domain of life allows me to assess and, and, and get at the root of a problem and help the person transform beyond it so that they can actually, because the chakras, it's not just about like diagnosing something wrong. My first book's What If There's Nothing Wrong? I mean, it's not just about there being something wrong. For me, it's about like accessing all the potential that's there. So the whole, the book that you have up on your site, that's my second book. And the reason why the subtitle, Vibration Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, is that subtitle is because of the chakra column. Our third chakra has us wired for joy and for, um, joy with what we're manifesting and if we are having joy in what we're putting out there into the physical world then that means our solar plexus is going to be that much healthier and if we don't take in all this other energy but we attend to our own system our own field with a sense of clearing it however you may do that and not taking on what other people are feeling more 
with more awareness that we actually, in fact, even do that, and, and we have a sense of boundaries, like I end here, even though we're connected, I end here, my responsibility for you ends here, you're there, and I don't have to, like, be codependent or in a power struggle in order to get our dynamic to change, then the third chakra is healthier. So we're actually able to – I didn't explain that totally well. There's, there's aspects to each chakra that relate to um, troublesome um, aspects of life, and then there's a whole other half of them that are about, like, beneficial aspects to life. And so when we're really focused on – we've already cleared out some of the troublesome aspects of our lives, and we really have the chakra open – and functioning at its optimal level, it helps us reach our potential and beyond. So I love working in that. Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like that really um, what you're really doing is getting to the basic element, which is energy, the, whether it's energy flow or energy blockage in, in, in a particular system. Now, um, is Wait, that correct? Robert, can I, I mean, say, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you asked me, how does that relate to my vibrational upgrade system? And, and, and it's such a great thing that you just said because, yes, and then how does that energy stay blocked or how does that energy flow based on the beliefs we have? And I don't mean like what you even hear your mind think and, and, and what you know your beliefs are. I mean like the hidden stuff that you can't hear and you can't see, the 85-plus percent that's our unconscious and subconscious beliefs and traumas that are hidden back there and get buried into our subconscious because we can't feel that when it's happening or um, imprinting or conditioning or karmic causes or past life stuff. Like there's this whole realm of our consciousness that is really the powerhouse of, of why we choose what we do and why we don't choose what we do on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. So that only, you know how we get robotic? Well, that roboticness is using only 15% of our, our consciousness. So, what we're creating our day-to-day life from is from a repetition of the old, way more than just the majority, at least 85%, right? So by clearing out those blocks at at the mind level, or we could say the consciousness level, because these each relate to specific chakras depending on what the beliefs, beliefs, I was trying to say beliefs and blocks at the same time. Blocks, (laughs) beliefs, I don't even know how to put that together. I'm usually pretty good at combining words. (laughs) So... The energy moves or doesn't move based on what we're doing with our consciousness is the bottom line. So thank you for asking that yeah. question. It was a good one. Well, you know, now this is kind of going to be another basic question, though. Um, how many chakras are there now? I've heard many different perspectives, and, 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 um, and some of them have chakras beyond the body. So can mm. you – what is your – view of how many and and uh yeah and and maybe a, a little quick kind of overview of the area that they cover like you mentioned that they each have a particular focus okay so i it's a great question especially right now as we are in this 20 year window from 2012 to 2032 it's changing from what has been the reliable seven chakra column as we okay. continue to um, grow and evolve as humanity and as each of us individually, we then can step more into a 12 chakra system. Uh, what that means okay. is, so the 12 chakra, pardon, let me go back to the seven. So the seven has the root is at the tailbone, 
and that's every chakra has a right to it. So the part of life this covers is the physical part of the body and the endocrine 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 gland. Wow. Endocrine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gland associated there, and um, the right to be here. The sacral chakra is the right to feel what you feel, and that's at the sacrum, the pelvis, the hips, and that's the adrenals somewhat um, in the lower, the reproductive parts or the reproductive glands, as is the first. The third chakra is your right to desire what you desire, and that's the upper belly, the beginning of the digestive tract. Um, and I consider this more c- connected to the adrenals because of the aspects of the third. The fourth is the heart. That's the thymus gland. So it's in between the shoulder blades and it's in the front in between the nipples. The fifth chakra is the throat and the neck and relates to the thyroid. The sixth chakra is the pituitary on the forehead and between the eyebrows. And the seventh is the crown. And that's the pineal gland at the top of the head. Those are, that's the traditional seven chakra column. And once you get beyond the heart from the root up, those Bottom three are considered earth, earthy, having to do with our earthly life. And then once we hit the heart chakra, uh-huh. it's interesting, Robert, because there's a cross there, um, like the uh-huh. cross for Christianity. And so then the, the horizontal plane, it starts to become more the vertical plane on up. So the heart is air element. The throat is ether, as are the sixth and seventh. So it gets more and more refined and more and more etheric the higher up the chakra mm. column we go and it gets more, more and more crude or more and more physicalized, the lower we go. The 12 okay. chakra column well, that, that you're asking about. Right. Just uh-huh. those more transpersonal ones. We, okay. Yeah, you go ahead. So sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. So those were the the ones that are kind of body um, centric. And then the, the yeah. above seven to 12 are, more what, etheric. Well, to, yes, whatever's above there, but of the the difference that of five between the twelve and the seventh, two of those five are down. One's beneath the the feet, and another one is at the navel. And then there's three of oh. those five that are above the head, um, and that are transpersonal, oh. um, increasingly. So if you think of it like I'm a localized consciousness, you're a localized consciousness, and, the, and then once we get to the heart, the field there, the, that's where the cross is, and now the horizontal plane transfers up into the vertical plane, but we're connected at that heart chakra. That's, that heart field is, is incredibly strong. As we go more and more up, now we're getting to our own etheric system, and then as we go beyond the crown, we're getting even beyond our own selves, beyond, as yoga teaches us, the higher self is at the crown chakra. And this is taught in meditation, too. I've realized this myself. And then you go beyond a certain point of your own self, your own higher self, and then to connect with the divine. And that's what yoga means, to yoke with the divine. So it's when you get beyond, you get to the higher point of the seventh chakra, where you're not only connecting with your higher self or your higher guidance and wisdom, but you're also connecting with source. And then increasingly so as you go into those three additional transpersonal ones of the 12 column. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Yeah, no, it, it does. I'm, and, and thank you for going through that explanation because, um, you know, I, I think um, it's important, you know, for people to, to recognize um, 
uh, you know, the, the areas and, and the, you know, what they what they stand for and, and patterns. Um, and, and, you know, for understanding the the 12 chakra, um, because from the sound of it, you know, when I was, when you think of the seven chakras, you go linear upward, you know, to the crown. Um, now, with the other ones you said, though, they, like, would be more, um, what you said, feet, uh Belly, or I mean, but that that they're it, it's not an upward, but it's more of a outward, I guess. It's both outward and upward, as you're putting it, Robert. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost as if you can think mm-hmm. of it like we have more keys and codes and more advanced parts of our being awakening. The further along we go to reconciling our lives beyond our intellectual or ego mind where we're just busy trying to figure stuff out and we're living from our desires and what we want to do that day and our task list and what we have to do that day. And maybe on Sundays going to church or maybe, you know, seeing God in a sunset, but not really um, clearing out old parts of ourselves and our unconscious and subconscious, which would then and does free up more consciousness that, could be translated into more chi or vital life force energy or prana to then flow throughout our entire chakra column. And so the more we have of that chi let go of, released out of blockages where it's clamped down in our subconscious or unconscious, <clears throat> and when it's a trauma that goes into the subconscious, and if it's like a sexual trauma, then that would sit either in the root or the second typically. So the subconscious does get locked down in the body, too. Once we clear out that blockage increasingly, we have more of that vital life force energy that has its own divine intelligence. It's light. It's synonymous, light energy at this point. And so parts of you become more awakened so you can have the capacities of the the navel chakra come back online. It used to be... Um, thousands, tens of thousands of years ago, accordingly. I don't know this for a fact, <laughs> but it used to be that the navel chakra used to be alive and then went dormant once we became more ego-ridden, and uh, that's the navel chakra. And the earth star chakras need to come online again for us to have a better union and communion with the earth like we once did. So then the other three are above the crown chakra. So it's, it's deepening our connection with the divine, but here in our bodies on earth while having a stronger connection. So that will ultimately a bridge between heaven and earth. Does that help? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And actually we are um, about, we're streaming live. So I do, I do um, want to take a, just like, like a quick 90 second break. And um, I want to invite listeners if they want to call in with any questions, they can call in at 619-789-4359. And if you're listening live in the chat room, you can pose questions there. Um, And then um, let me take that. It's a quick 90 second break. And then when we come back, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you got me now thinking about the chakras and, and uh, blockages. So when we come back, um, I want to talk about how would someone, what are the symptoms? How would someone know or, or have an idea that the chakras aren't work, working quite right? Okay? Yes. Sounds a good okay. question. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, everyone stay tuned. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. 
I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is uh, Dr. Allison J.K., and we are talking about her work as well as book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition. Um, again, you can find out more um, about that book as well as her other books and her work by visiting her website, which is www.allisonjk.com, and that's A-L-I-S-O-N, then the letter J, then K-A-Y.com. Okay, with that, we're back. Dr. Allison. Hi. Hey there. Thank you, Robert, for spelling out my, my website. Thank you. Yeah, that's one of those, you know, you have to kind of make sure you're kind of real clear. Um, so anyway, yeah, you're very welcome. So, okay, now, what, what um, if someone is sitting or listening to us right now, how would they um, even recognize that their chakras may need work? Um, just know that they do, because if, let's say you're living an extraordinary life already, um, you could reach even more extraordinary levels the more that you get your consciousness cleared out, whether it's the back-of-the-house consciousness or it's your um, body level or it's your spiritual capacities. So there's always more room to grow. And it's not about like a five-minute YouTube clearing for that chakra at all. It's a progressive (laughs) path. That's what the 5,000-year history of yoga has taught us. So it's not like, you know, a quick blurb on on, on YouTube and you listen to one. And the way that most of you or many of you may be listening is if you have a problem. So if you have a bodily ache or if you find yourself saying to your friends and loved ones, I want to do A, and you find your choices are not leading you to doing A, but they're leading you to Z, that's when you can assess mm. that there's some kind of unconscious or subconscious blockage. Or even when you're already going, like the example I gave earlier, when you are already going for, you're doing a business you love based on a passion and an inherent interest and talent of yours, and you're enjoying sharing it, but 
you're just not at the level of fruitfulness that you feel and sense, like it's the sense that there's something more, that's when you can know that if you were to do this kind of work, then you would access more potential. So there's a couple of different yeah. ways to, to look at it. Okay, well, yeah, I understand it. So, you know, and so basically you can always improve. <laughs> you can, yeah, there's always room for more flow um, and more chi, I guess. Well, actually, Robert, um, if, if I could say this, there's actually room for more potential to be released and for things to be less difficult or, or, or easier for you. So it's, 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 it's beyond, like, it's learning how to live in the possibilities instead of learning on living in a, a problem focused. I need to fix this. I need to figure this out existence. And that requires a heck of a, like a, like a pancake getting flipped. Like it's just almost like a reboot to learn how to live from your potential and continuing to ask what other possibilities can help her. Because what you may be doing yourself out of your own efforts now, if you had your energy system aligned in such a way you could have, like, more support coming in and more synchronicities bringing stuff together with more ease, so you have to take less action steps. I just feel like that's important to know because it's, it's not just room yeah. for improvement. It's like there's so much the energy wants to be doing for us. I mean, all of life is here for us. It's not happening to us. And so to learn how to engage with the overall field of universal life force and, and its support and its unconditional love and its gearing towards growth, like just looking at nature, a basic traditional Chinese tenet is um, be, it, do like nature's way or be like nature. Um, it's a Taoist tenet. And so you notice that trees grow up and flowers look for the sun and they grow up and they look for the light, they grow up. And so we can always expand and grow more. And so following nature's way in this regard is that there's just so much force for life all around us and everything and that learning how to get beyond our own limited myopic ego mind's worries and accessing this greater field with this greater potential wanting to support us really makes like us riding on a wave giving us the momentum instead of our own ingenuity and our own efforting doing it for us yeah so ultimately we're conserving energy yeah yeah that that makes sense Um, now you mentioned a couple of times about the the period, the 20-year period from 2012 20 to 2032, and next year is going to be the midpoint. Um, so it, so we, we, I guess, like you, I think you mentioned, that we're kind of like in the thick of it right now. Um, and so obviously with this last year, 2020, has really shaken things up, um, you know, and to say that things – we're changing um, would be a, a huge understatement. So, <laughs> and, but but you think that's a, you think that it's a good thing. I believe that um, the world is changing. So, what to tell us about your perspective of this particular change and the potential potentiality of it? It's mm, a great question. You know, Robert, I have to say I find it interesting. Um, I have. The Dragon Master Creatrix, that is my most recently released book last month, at the end of last month, the day after inauguration. And then I have a third book, Reasonable Dragons, both of which were published, that was in 2019, after the book that you're choosing to highlight today. You're choosing to highlight the book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, where I go into the chakra system and I go into the nature of this great shift 
So it's where your interest lies. And, and, and so this great shift I talk about a lot in that book, out of the four books I've written, it's the most talked about in there. And much of that's a result from, I had a Voice America radio show for two and a half years. I was approached by them when I was only back from Asia for like a year. Um, and I wasn't doing anything with the Mayan galactic room or the Mayans or any of this December 21st stuff whatsoever. And yet they have, found I was the one to approach you on doing a show on that topic. So I, I received their, <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, I re- so I received a request. I gave them 48 hours and I listened to my intuition and it was a big strong. Yes. Yeah, so I did it. And I interviewed a bunch of experts on this and it's not on this 20 year window. And it's not just the Mayans. It's the um, Yogi Bhajan predicted this. It's the end of one yuga into another yuga or age. That's what yuga means. And there were many other cultures around the world that understood and had prophesied that there was something specifically astrological happening at this time in the stars that indicated a massive change. And when I went to Teotihuacan, it's a Mayan ruin outside of Mexico City on Equinox for my birthday in 20, I think it was 19, um, I had a Mayan tour guide uh, hired privately for myself and my traveling companion. And I asked him and put it in a recording. I recorded him saying this, I asked him, what do you know about the old era versus the new era? And he said, well, the old era was one of destruction. The new one's one of construction. So that's one of, and you can take that in all its different meanings, but I feel like it can really get filled in by understanding that. Um, the, the Dalai Lama, when asked the question, are humans inherently evil or inherently good? He said, well, you bake the bread and I make the clothes and our friend Fred down the street raises the sheep and then his wife make, gets us the, the sheep and the goats, pardon, the milk, and then blah, 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 we work together. <laughs> the basic point. And so mm-hmm. we'd be dead if we weren't still doing that. But because we're constructive, we work together, con means with, the prefix con, then one, we're still alive, and two, that's how you know we're not inherently evil, otherwise we'd be gone. We're de- that means out of so the understanding is learning how to come into more full alignment with all of the life-giving mechanisms to our existence and that brings in the rebalancing of so much like the and also that all the stuff that's been hidden lurking in the background whether it's in our own consciousness or it's in um, the way our societies are run any misalignments, anything that has been deep and buried in secret is coming to the surface now and things are needing to be equalized and balanced out. So where there's been an abuse of power, that power is becoming spread out so that we're each stepping more into our own empowerment and recognizing that, you know, I have my power in the choices I make. And so how do I improve upon my choice-making power while you get freer in the amount of conclusions that you have and expectations from your conditioning and your parents and early childhood trauma, past life trauma, all sorts of different kinds of limitations exist in that 85% of the buried consciousness that is what I call that back-of-the-house consciousness. Learning how to clean that, clear that, free that up brings up the secrets, brings up the hidden stuff. But it also is a rebalancing, too, of the masculine and the feminine within each of us, not just the genderized forms of males and females, but like where men are going at it and really working to support the household, like a martyr even, or um, like a hero, learning how to allow for 
more balancing to that where they're not just sacrificing their lives to raise money to put a roof over the family's head, but they're allowing for support from their partner. Um, and maybe the partner is the higher breadwinner or they're not doing something they hate just to put money in the household. And that action orientation isn't the only aspect of life, which is considered young, but the yin aspect of resting, of looking within, of listening to our intuition, of allowing an idea to seed and get one piece of guidance at a time, one step at a time from that more balanced perspective on how to implement something and bring something out rather than the old structure of that strict linear focus of I, what is my target? You decide upon that somewhat from your heart, but mostly from your head. And then you say, okay, in order to get that, your mind says these are the five steps and you adhere to those five steps no matter how many brick walls you face. That's the old way. And that's like the more masculine, ego mind dominant way. When I say masculine, I mean it's all action oriented. It's not making room for the seating and the guidance um, to make things easier and to allow for the energy to come in and to give us the assist. So there's all this stuff that's rebalancing, including the material and the spiritual. So I find that I'm working with people who are either very materialistically wealthy and they're looking for more meaning and fulfillment in how they're earning their money, or it's people who are spiritual, easily always <laughs> calling themselves spiritual, but they have no money. And in fact, they think money is the root of all evil. And so they deflect prosperity. So there's this whole rebalancing that's happening within each of us and collectively that is just so beautiful because it's leading to, I mean, you can see hints of it. Even in the 10 years that I've been back in the States, I had like around 2015 started seeing commercials for people running their businesses out of, from something that they love instead of being locked into a corporate job. I saw, you know, websites starting to get offered, legal Zoom starting to get offered to small businesses like this where people are now, it's more normal to step out of the corporate culture and do something that they love. We're now more conditioned to that, whereas 2015 or so was the breakthrough for that. Um, so there's, you can see hints of it too with people, yoga and meditation being bigger now. Um, and not just, well, for stress reduction with 2020, yeah, but also just for the, the spiritual <laughs> aspects of it. And we're, you know, so I am all about, the bottom line you asked about 2020 as well, Robert. I, I say frequently, I have a monthly free vibrational upgrade call. And I've been doing it since I came back from Asia. And I say on it, if you are addicted to the struggle paradigm, I'm not the right mentor for you. And I say that because, like, my first book, the title, What If There's Nothing Wrong? It's interesting how many people will allow for things to get so bad before they'll, they'll shift. They'll hear their insights screaming for needing something different, wanting change, wanting a different action. And their ego mind will snap back in fear about taking that new step because it's just the new yet right. when they do that, they live then. Yeah. They end up living in depression. So the idea of the courage that's needed to follow your own knowing that is what it seems like people need a crisis for the majority of folks, rather than proactively seeking out how do they live up to their highest potential or how do they go inside and clear out this thing that, they're here as a soul in this incarnation to evolve beyond. So they'll need like divorce or they'll need bankruptcy or they'll need a health crisis or they'll need COVID to force them to slow down and look inside. And what if there's yeah. nothing wrong? What if you didn't need crisis to force you to do that? <laughs> really? Well, you know, um, I mean, it, 
truly has been um, a paradigm smasher, <laughs> you know, um, of, a, of a period. Because, I mean, we, you know, so many, um, th- there's the whole being um, homebound um, and mm-hmm. s- socially isolated, um, it, it really has caused a, a very, I think, a very reflective time for people. And that it's, you know, this is a, the, the structures that people counted on, the, you know, so many of, the, of those um, unconscious systems that, that we lived yeah. in um, were gone, you know. Or, you know, I mean, we recognize that there's a possibility, but we were shaken, you know, silly, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. uh, um, but, but it's, you know, to me it seems that, you know, this is um, an opportune time for resolving, like what you talk about, the stuff that's kind of hidden, you know, the things that are kind of preventing us from being our best, um, you know, that this is... Or even honoring what you want, even yeah. learning how to honor what you want instead of the quote-unquote shoulds and the burdens. If your neck is tight chronically or you have a thyroid issue, it's highly likely that you feel like you have little to no choice to do anything different. And you just said it so... I love the fact that you're giggling through what you just said, by the way, Robert, <laughs> when you're like, it's shaking out silly and you're giggling. That's fantastic. And it's so accurate at the same time because it has shaken... Um, the systems of the day-to-day that we're used to relying on. And so if 85% of us is used to being robotically checked out, making our daily choices, look at what we got shaken up out of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy, you know, and, um, but, you know, but I, I, I really do feel that it, you know, pre- presents a whole lot of um, possibility, you know, for, for people mm-hmm. to really kind of get, get more in touch with, you know, who they are and, and what they really want and what they're here for, you know, and yeah. um, and it's it's not that corporate world because there's I mean even if you're in a corporate environment you know as as a you know, work um, you're not in the office you're you know I mean it, it's it's a it's a very modified you know I mean I was in the corporate world for years and years you know and in the cubicle bound you know and, and the idea of of people who are in that kind of um, employment situation now having to work from home I mean it, it's just one of those things where um, it, it seems that. We we can really um, reevaluate, you know, in, yeah. in what it is that we want to do, and, and try and create, um, work toward that creation. Because you talked about, you know, the first half was destruction, and this is the creation. Um, it seems like you know, we have a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, and it's meant to be that way, ripe with opportunity. You know, it's funny, I'm thinking right now, and and so many of you are listeners, and you yourself most likely have heard this already, the Chinese character um, for crisis contains the character for opportunity within it. Yeah. Literally. The word. uh To some people, that's um, an oxymoron. (laughs) You know, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's the way this ancient wisdom is. Like, I, I say this frequently. It's one, Somebody just recently on an interview actually told me I should get it put into a T-shirt. I think I'm going to. Uh, our ego minds interpret things exact opposite of what our soul or the universe means. So we're, now while there's so much suffering and grief and fear from COVID, 
what if it's not something bad? I mean, I don't mean, mean to philosophize about COVID. There's enough other people doing it out there. I've been talking about this great shakeup since 2011, like I said. So just the idea, though, of being able to see beyond the easiest, laziest, quickest interpretation or label that the mind will project out onto a situation and really understand that there's a bigger undercurrent to all of life and honoring that, honoring the invisible, Robert, it, it feels like a message I've been saying increasingly and whether that invisibleness is love, like the unconditional love of your mom or your dad or your spouse or your kids, or well, it's a little more conditional with kids to parent or it's uh, energy that is like in the Chinese culture and the yoga culture, they understand that energy is more important than matter that matter only exists because something existed first in energy. So it's this, it, it's this valuing of that which is invisible rather than this overvaluing of what we can point to and, and the big stuff and the loud stuff as that's what's the most powerful. That rebalancing too feels like what's going on as well as possibly an outcome of what COVID has done. And that includes yeah. the earth. Yeah, I'll- I, I like that honoring the invisible. Um, th- to me, um, so one you mentioned like, early in the show, you talked about how you've been getting the the like hits the information of what's kind of be coming down the pike and doing that kind of. Um, is do you feel that um, the you know um, one's intuitive abilities, um, you know, the ability to to give the messages like you do um, is something that is um, innate in everyone and and that it's something that can be um, honed? Oh, that's such a great question. Uh, And I revisit it genuinely asking it to myself every time I get asked that question. And it's not totally frequent that I get asked that question in that I feel like I'm a bit of a different beast. Um, in order, I, I, I have been always doing this in one form or another since I've been in this body, and I know from the way my whole system reacted when I flew over Asia each and every time I fly back after the summers in the States, I know that I had past lives there. I know that parts of me were getting awakened there, um, reawakened. And so <clears throat> when I look at the fact that I, I, I took up meditation, while well, it's interesting, I don't usually clear my throat. And usually when I do it for someone else, that's real. Um, when I learned meditation, I was, it could seem so arrogant, um, but it's actually indicative of the natural fit this work is for me. I, I ended up teaching meditation within a year after I, I first started picking it out. And so this is intuitive. The intuitive faculties and nature of me is a, is a bit beyond the norm. However, I spend my time day in and day out helping my students and my clients get home their intuition, open up to their intuitive faculties and learn how to use their own intuition and learn how to rely on theirs increasingly and less on mine and do the necessary activations and clearings on the necessary parts of their consciousness and their chakra column so that they become more more able to access it as well as more courage to take action based on it as well as obviously the ability to discern that this is your intuition versus your ego mind. It's a pretty vast learning curve, but I'm definitely all the time teaching my students and then I'm tuning them on the retreats when they're getting trained in vibration upgrade 
systems, energy medicine and mindfulness system, um, those attunements themselves rock open their intuition. So, yes, there are ways, and it's um, a thinner veil, so to speak, or learning to live more from the heart and more from the invisible is happening more now. So it's easier to access now compared to in, like, 2007. It's less stable, yeah. less quantum physics of a backdrop, you know, and we're living, pardon me, it's less of a Newtonian physics backdrop we live in nowadays, and it's more quantum physics, so it, it, the intuition is more accessible. But where I find people nowadays with it is that they'll hear it and they'll either doubt it away or they'll talk themselves yeah. out of taking the action based on what other people will think or based on how the ego mind's projecting their lives will have to change if they were to take that action following their guidance. So people will hear it, but having the courage to learn to live from it is like the big learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I mean, you, you, you were a little while ago, move to Asia, <laughs> go to Asia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, yeah, listening, I, you know, what you, we talked about, you know, that ego um, uh, influence, you know, keeping the ego influence out of messages to me it seems to be a really important thing. You know, for, for me, it was one of those, you know, I was um, for, well, actually, I had a reading years and years ago, and, and there was, it was someone from, an intuitive from, from Texas, and, and um Told me that uh, that my guides were telling her that I, I keep asking for um, guidance, but I, I don't listen. <laughs> you know, that was like, mm. well, you know, <laughs> you know, and it, was, and it was interesting because I've gone from that place of, you know, is what I am hearing or feeling or thinking, you know, that that aspect, um, is it mine? that ego aspect or is that something else or is that someone else? So the discernment between the two, um, for some people, for me was a challenge and, and it's, um, but it it's, is the most. uh, yeah. Um, so hold on so, a second. Let's play with that for, let's play with that for a second, Robert, because I don't believe you. Uh, at the same time, and I do this all the time. It's not that I think, it's not that I think you're, you're laughing. So you know what I mean? So this is, this is the coach in me. Um, so I don't believe you because I believe that you actually do know the difference. I believe that it's actually a question of you're, you're in guise of, I don't know if this is actually my guidance, my guides or my ego mind you being used as a way to doubt away, having to take that action because you actually feel like, you know, I can, I can feel you, man. I feel like, you know, I don't normally do this kind of wide open reading. I teach my students not to do this. May I offer what I'm getting about your intuitive use? In fact, go right ahead. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You know, you know, when you're getting an intuitive hit, your body shifts into a certain kind of just knowing in your, it's not just in your gut, Robert. It's, you know the textual difference between when your mind's just making something up and when it's a piece of intuitive guidance, right? Yes, I do now. But but it was a long yeah. time. Well, I would say doing, I do most of the time now, you know, but it was a long journey to get from not at all to where I am right now. So it's like a floater, right? It's like a it's a lighter, softer voice, and it feels almost like, it's it, when it's the mind coming up, making up, figuring something out, it has more of that mechanistic kind of A plus B plus C 
linear quality whereas like when it's intuitive it just pops in or floats in like it's parachuted in and it's it's lighter and it's not ever that forcefulness of the ego mind instead it's it's it won't ever force it won't ever push that's kind of another way to tell <laughs> the difference it's like the mind really? pushing you know the intuition uh-huh. is not yeah yeah i think i had when i did my first book in 2012 it was all it was one of these things where I walked every day, and and it came into my mind what to write. I mean, it truly was that was that was truly, and, and it was a period of nine months. So I call it my gestation period. Um, you know, yeah. but but but, um, but you know, it, it, it's it's just you know one of those things where I think that um, you recognize. And for me, um, a lot of times the the guidance will come with a. a startling beginning, <laughs> you know, something like way out of whack, like, where, you know, where did that come from yeah. kind of thing, you yeah. know, then follows, yeah. that, follows it up. So, um, you know, and, and then, you know, once you kind of recognize that, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. So it makes it easier, I think. But anyway, gosh. Um, it's more fun, too, to living from here, isn't it? It is, it, it is, it is. And, and it's, um, yeah, it is fun. It's fun. Now, I don't want to leave without you talking about your um, your program. And uh, so can you tell the, the listeners a bit about Vibrational Upgrade um, Energy Medicine um, System? Uh, tell us a little bit about what it is and how people can get in touch with you if they're interested or when they're okay, interested. Okay, so you can go to <laughs> – thank you. I like that qualifier. Um so it's vibrationalupgrade.com. That's the easiest way. My most recently released book is The Dragon Matrix on Amazon. And then if you wanted to, after buying the book, which is the story of a woman on her path to power, and she goes on an international retreat to learn energy medicine. So it's a narrative story form. And then in the second half of the chapters is the Q&A with Dr. A, with me, um, from actual questions that my most advanced students have asked for the years, but they're the most pertinent ones. So issues like, it's not just intuitive development, like Robert and I are talking about here, it sure is covered in there, but more nuanced aspects of it that I have gotten asked from my students and also about like, how do I stop caring what other people think of me, body image questions, um, money, sex, business. It's just all sorts of topics of life now. Um, the questions are asked about, but it's from the answers are from more being engaged on the path to power. So that's the Dragon Master Creatrix. And if you then go to use the title and uh, web address, the URL, dragonmatrix.com, that's matrix with an X, there's a bunch of bonuses you can get there. If you submit your purchase info from Amazon, you can get three videos from Sacred Sites, Stone Circles, and Mayan ruins where I'm doing activations and energy clearing on you from there. They're really potent ones for abundance from a, a, a stone circle in Ireland that's always been used historically for harvest and abundance. And then there's also a free month of Activate Your Magic program where you get new moon and full moon sacred activations. And then you, we have a new moon in two days, so we're getting ready to do those. And then there's two other monthly events that you get to participate in as a part of this Activate Your Magic. And that's like the beginner level program with me. Those, my signature program, and it's not that it's not advanced, Activate Your Magic, but it's kind of getting your toe in the deep end 
but your toes getting wet. In magic manifestation and money flow, it's more like you're letting yourself jump into the pool. Um, it's a three-month program. It's my signature program, and that's when you have vibrational upgrade system, which is a combination of energy medicine and mindfulness, not typical mindfulness, but how to apply mindfulness after you've been cleared to live up to your potential. So it's, it's applied mindfulness in a way that I have a certification as a behavioral change specialist, and I go for actual real change in your lives here that you can see tangibly, um, whether that's with your business, with your relationships, with your body. It's actually usually all of them. Um, so that really begins to take hold from the signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow. And then there's about a third of the people who go through there that I identify or they express and or they express interest in um, getting certified in vibration upgrade system, and then you get invited into the mastermind. And that is a really in-depth program. That's what this book, The Dragon Master Creatrix, is taken out of. That's what involves the retreats and the certification in vibration upgrade system. So if you've been, like, kind of patching together your different certifications or you have some and you just don't feel like you've got enough oomph or you understand how to really put them all together and or don't understand really how to launch it as an actual revenue stream that you're making money from, that's a good use of me and Vibrational Upgrade Mastermind. But um, I, I just if you want to play, if you want to, like, see what else is possible and learn how to live on the cutting edge of possibilities while we're in these incredible times right now, I really strongly invite you um, to come play over here because uh, – <laughs> It's a lot of fun <laughs> in a possibility-focused paradigm instead of a problem-focused one. Thanks for letting me do that. I don't normally do that, Robert. Well, I appreciate that. No, I, I, mean, I just wanted people to, I wanted people to know the, uh, the depth of what you offer, So, and that's great. So I really want to thank you for your time today, Dr. Allison. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, me too. You're fun. You're light. You're easy. Thank you, Robert, for inviting me on. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Um, again, everyone, today my special guest has been Dr. Allison J. K. She is the author of many books that we just talked about and also the uh, Vibrational Upgrade System. Um, you can find out more about what all she has to offer by visiting her website, which is www.allisonjk.com, and that's A-L-I-S-O-N, the letter J, and then K-A-Y.com. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show, and until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.